Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533 and Slow Rock on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly cloudy today. Peaks of sun in the morning, but becoming uh, more cloudy as the day goes on. High of 29 for tonight. Partly cloudy. Low of 8. And for tomorrow, sunny and a high of only 14. 26 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. All right, so I'm back. I'll tell you what happened and how lousy it is to have COVID. It ain't a lot of fun. In fact, it sucks. So we'll talk about that. Also, Scott Cohen, loads of football to talk to Cohen about, maybe some other things too. That's up after 7 o'clock, and Steve will be here in just a matter of minutes. It's 5.34. The Backs from Nagel and Rock 102. GG. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.52 and Dire Straits on Rock 102. It is uh, It is going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 28. Tomorrow, it's going to be freezing cold. Sunny, but a high of only 13. <laughs> it's double that right now. It's 26 in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say? We hop right into some yeah. Hollywood trash with yeah. Steve Nagel. All right. <laughs> Some sad news out of Hollywood. Bob Saget was found dead in a hotel room in Orlando yesterday. No word on the cause of death. Police say there were no signs of foul play or drug use. He was only 65 years old. Well, at least we still have uh, Sidney Poitier. Uh, yeah. About that. I'll get to that in a second. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, Bob was in the middle of a stand-up tour, and he'd uh, just performed the night before in Jacksonville. After the show, he posted a selfie and said, quote, Love tonight's show. Appreciative audience, I had no idea I did a two-hour set tonight. I am happily addicted again to this stuff. Check uh, BobSaget.com for my dates in 2022. It's kind of like that, uh, like People Magazine saying, "Hey, Betty White turns 100." You know, like, <laughs> Bob Saget's tour dates for 2022. I just got my tickets. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be in uh, in Gainesville tomorrow. You know, um, there was a part of me that thought. You know what we should do to honor Bob Saget? And, mm-hmm. and and not to play like a Best of Bax and O'Brien bit where we talk to Bob Saget. But wouldn't it just be nice if we could just play uh, in its entirety Bob Saget's version of the Aristocrats? Yeah, I don't, Aristocrats. Think, I don't think anybody could ever play that on regular broadcast, radio, or television. You don't think so? Only on, uh, only on uh, well, we could bleep it out, I guess. You'd have to bleep out the entire thing. Yeah. It would just be beep. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, his body was discovered sometime before 4 p.m. by hotel security. Uh, there's no details on how somebody, he must have been missing long enough for somebody to say, hey, can you go do a well-being right. check on this guy? Uh, he was best known for playing Danny Tanner on Full House and Fuller House, and he was the narrator on How I Met Your Mother. He was also the original host of America's Funniest Home Videos. He got that gig from uh, 1989 to 1997. I didn't realize he was on it for that long. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, the, the amazing thing about Saget is, so, you know, here he is in all these kind of, you know, family-friendly TV shows. Yeah. But Bob Saget is prob- was probably the filthiest comedian oh. ever. And he, he had this nice guy look about him. Yeah. And you would never expect that he would get as filthy as, and as nasty as he could. But, see, that was the beauty of Bob oh. Saget. Was that absolutely he, hilarious? I know. I know. My uh, my sister took my mother to see Bob Saget about it. I don't know six seven years ago down in Tampa. Right. And uh, my mother was like, I didn't realize how filthy he was. <laughs> he is filthy, 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 very filthy. Yeah. 
Uh, John's uh, Full House co-star, John Stamos, tweeted, quote, I am broken, I am gutted, I am in complete and utter shock. I will never have another friend like him. I love you so much, Bobby. And uh, actually, his youngest TV daughters, Mary, Kate, and Ashley Olsen. You remember them? I do. Uh, they said, Bob was the most loving, compassionate, and generous man. We are deeply saddened that he is no longer with us. Uh, but know that he will continue to be by our side and God as gracefully as he always has. One of the, uh, the cool things about Bob Saget, and this is absolutely true, he had a sister that suffered from a condition called scleroderma. It's a, it's a skin mm-hmm. condition, very painful, very awful. And for years, he would do a comedy benefit for scleroderma research. Uh-huh. Prior to this, there was like no money put into this research at all. But he's he raised millions of dollars. He's kind of the pioneer on that whole thing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, he was a good guy in spite of, and also very funny too. Uh, there was tweets from Candace Cameron Bure and Dave Coulier and uh, and Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson called Bob one of the nicest guys on the planet and said Bob would spend hours on the phone helping him through quote some rough mental health stuff. There you go. Now who are you gonna call? Huh, Pete? Huh? You can always call Betty White. Uh, even Russell Crowe got in on the act, tweeting, quote, Bob Saget, a good hang, a good chat, kind, funny, generous rip. That's what, you know. I'm sure Bob would be happy to know that Russell Crowe such said such nice things. It's almost like Russell Crowe had to insert himself into this memorial <laughs> somehow. Hey! Look, I know you guys all worked with him, and uh, Pete Davidson over here kind of reminds uh, Bob of him younger self. Yeah, remember you. me when I was a, an important actor? Remember when I uh, ran into Bob at a cocktail party? <laughs> he was eating one of them little uh, little hot dogs with the crescent roll wrapped around it. <laughs> they called him Pig in a Blanket. Man, yeah. he did 15 minutes on Pigs in a Blanket. Uh, Sidney Poitier, the first black man to win an Oscar for Best Actor, died on Thursday. He was 94. His films included uh, Lilies of the Field, A Raisin in the Sun, The Defiant Ones, In the Heat of the Night, and Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. That's a good one. No, who, who's coming to dinner? Uh, you know, Guess who, Who's Coming to Dinner. That's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, but who's coming to dinner? Well, as it turns out, it was Sidney Poitier and his uh, fiance, yeah. who was the daughter uh, in the film of Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn. And it was, uh, you know, it was a big racial hoo-ha, but uh, you know, quite poignant in its own way. Now, Sidney Poitier was in, uh, was he in The King and I? No, that was uh, Yul Brenner. No, was it Yul Brenner? Yes. What about uh, Lawrence Olivier? Where was he? Who was he from? Uh, he was, uh, he was a British actor. Yeah. Who died many, many years ago? What was the movie he was in? Uh, Marathon Man. Marathon Man. Uh, Othello, I think he was in. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm, I always get those two names mixed up. Sidney Poitier and uh, Laura, uh, Lawrence, Lawrence Olivier. Olivier. Yeah. Just because of the, the, the phonetics in it. Sure. Not because of who they are. But, no. Uh, yeah. Because they're two completely different actors, by the way. And you know, uh, you should not forget, you know, as classy and sophisticated as Sidney Poitier was, mm-hmm. uh, do yourself a favor and check out those two movies he did with uh, Bill Cosby. What was it Uptown Saturday Night? And yeah. uh, what was the other one? I don't know, but that, those were great movies. Speaking of Bill Cosby, I saw a great T-shirt yesterday. It's it was just a picture of Bill, and it said "Drinks on me." <laughs> I don't know if I'd have the balls to wear that out in public. But. Uh, Sydney's longtime friend, ninety-four-year-old Harry Belafonte, said, "Quote: Dale, Dale." Nah, he He's ninety-four. Yeah, I know. I I thought he was dead. <sighs> oh my god! Yeah, there's all these actors that are in their nineties now. 
Yeah, Betty White was the uh, pioneer on that one. No, I mean there were others that reached ninety, you know, ninety yeah. years old. But there's a bunch that, yeah, you know, they're all in their nineties. Well, they're good. They lived long, healthy lives. For over eighty years, Sydney and I laughed, yeah. cried, and made as much mischief as we could. Hmm. Well, that's that's all tough loss. We have for Hollywood trash. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what did Kim Kardashian have to say? She had nothing to say. That's too bad. That uh, that that broad is gone, <laughs> is what she is. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. This is John Mayberry, president of Mayberry Material Hand. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I would like to completely forget about yesterday's terrifying disaster in Miami and completely pretend like it didn't happen. Because the truth is, win or lose, the Patriots are still going to the playoffs. And while that may not be enough for some of you, let's all try to remember that what we were feeling about the Patriots' chances 17 weeks ago when none of us thought we'd be here. And while the Patriots may not win the Super Bowl this year, I should remind you that since the year 2000, the Patriots have failed to win a championship on at least 15 occasions. So let's not get too bent out of shape if it doesn't happen this year either. Yes, the Patriots lost to the Miami Dolphins yesterday. Yes, it's the second time this season they got smashed by Miami this year. But I would remind you that the Patriots will still be going to the playoffs, whereas the Dolphins are not. Instead, the Patriots will play the Buffalo Bills on Saturday night at 8.15, which I believe you can hear right here on Rock 102. But what happens after that? Well, it's like this. If the Chiefs beat the Steelers and the Patriots beat the Bills, then the Patriots will face the Titans who had the first round bye. It also means whoever wins between the Raiders and the Bengals would take on who's left, in that case, the Chiefs. But if the Steelers beat the Chiefs and the Bills beat the Patriots and the Steelers face the Titans and the Bills play either the Bengals or the Raiders, but not if the Patriots win, then I'd have to take another hour or two to figure out what happens after that. And frankly, it's my first day back and I simply don't have the energy. What I'm trying to tell you is this. If the Patriots don't win another Super Bowl this year, it's really okay. Most of the other teams in the postseason won't be winning it either. And while many, if not most, Patriots fans feel slightly entitled to win championships every single year, it's just not tenable to think that way. Especially since they'd eventually have to face Green Bay in order to get there. And I'm just not so sure the Patriots are ready for that sort of task. But hey, and my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's at your fingertips at Rockies.com. What's on sale? The new app uh, hardware, the new Ace Hardware app. Or you can go to the old school store and pick up a sales flyer right there. What's on sale at Rockies? Always something and always at your fingertips. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. It's 6.13 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I would have played uh, Eminem, Guess Who's Back. Can I play that? I don't think you can. No. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, anyway, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 28 tomorrow. Freezing. Uh, temperature high of only 13 degrees. It's double that right now in downtown Springfield. It's 26. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Steve. It's. Uh, I'd like to say it's great to be back, but... It's it's better just to be out of the freaking house. Uh, yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. I don't. I can't. Uh, uh, I can't imagine having to stay in my house and not go anywhere. 
Well, I mean, uh, so here's here's the here's the many ways in which uh, everything was just destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had plans to uh, to see my kids on uh, the Monday after Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I tested positive on uh, on that Sunday night. Okay. Uh, so I had to cancel my plans with them. Right. Uh, so I didn't. I haven't seen my kids. Now, how did you test positive? Did you get a home kit, or did you? We had. We had, had a, the home kit. We had the home kit. Okay. Then I and I did it again to just make sure right. that I am in fact. And you're and you're probably saying, well, how how are you uh, burning off so many of these home kits? I said, uh, that's really my business. How I got the home kits. Let's just say, I had a few, and uh, you know, if you test positive or negative once. Mm-hmm. You sometimes question whether the home kit is accurate. Yeah. But if you keep testing yourself with the home kit over and over again, and it keeps giving you the same result, pretty good chance you're uh, you're positive. So uh, so there was that. Uh, my wife and I uh, slept in separate areas of the house. Ah. Uh, up until so, so pretty much basically normal uh, behavior. No no no. We we usually <laughs> sleep. In, we typical typically sleep in the same room in our twin beds, yeah, uh, yeah. and 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 rarely do the do the do the twain meet. No, but we, we yeah we're in separate areas of the bed. She's in in separate areas of the house. She's in our bedroom. I'm on the uh, on the couch for for two weeks, sleeping in front of. Of a pellet stove, which mm-hmm. drove, you know, which dried out my skin. So oh, I yeah. not only have very, very dry skin. You need to use a humidifier. Uh, I could have used a humidifier, but you know, it's a, it's like one more thing I got to plug in. And then I uh, could have used a humidifier, but I would rather complain about how dry my skin was on top of all my other ailments that I'm going. Well, you got to moisturize, Steve. That's right. uh, that's really the key. And then uh, so there was all of that, and uh, mm-hmm. there's there was like nothing to do but watch all of Netflix. Eat crap for like two straight weeks until mm-hmm. I finally got a, a a negative test, which which happened uh, Friday. I think yeah. it was. Yeah, I saw the uh, I saw the post of the uh, the test. Yeah, and you know I I, I got to tell you, you know I I, I don't want to make this sound political at all because I I, I I I am loath to get involved in that kind of discussion. But while I was away, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Kenton from Mercy Medical texted yeah. me and we were having a little conversation and you know he asked how I was feeling and I, you know we, we we chatted about that he said about like 90 to 95% of the people that are clogging the hospitals yeah here in Springfield and around the area are all unvaccinated people now having had covid and being vaccinated and for all those people who said well you had the vaccination you still got it yes that's true um, but thank God I got it because I would have been a hell of a lot sicker with all my pre-existing conditions had I not gotten that vaccination. So I, I'm grateful that I got it. And it's just like, you know, I, I, I understand that it's a choice for everybody. At least that's the way they're, uh, they're making it. But you, you're being irresponsible if you're not protecting yourself and the people you care about. Oh, man, you just lost half our listeners. Well, you know what? I'll uh, I'll stand on that hill for a while and just uh, and 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 burnt and blast out my opinion. Look at you being all logical and stuff. I know, I know. It's not something that anyone would expect from me, but having yeah. had it and uh, even a, a my what would normally be considered a mild case of yeah. COVID mm-hmm. sucks. Like there's nothing fun about this at all. And and it could have been so much worse. And those are the uh, ones that are the people that have uh, even less fun 
I, I, I honestly, uh, I, I was pretty worried about you because you know with all the other ailments that you you've been going through, and yep. then you hear about how it's mainly people with uh, with these conditions, these underlying conditions that are having the hardest time in the recovery process. And I'm like, oh man, this guy's got. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, your fibbing, your fibbing people. The AFib. The AFibs. I know. And then you, what is it? Aesop's fibbles. Aesop's fibbles. That's yeah. right. Uh, and then you had right. the knee thing. I had the, the knee thing. Uh, uh, and I was like, oh man, there's not enough best of stuff to keep this show going for another year. <laughs> there's not even <laughs> enough to keep this week going. People yeah, are already complaining about it. Listen, you were you were two Moderna shots away from having to produce those Steve uh, Nagel show T-shirts. God. God, well, I, I'm, I'm I'm actually I'm I'm very glad that you're uh, you're you're okay. No, nah, you're listen. Recovery. I am I am too. I mean, it, it's like it's like it could have been so much worse. And I and I I feel bad for those who are you know in the hospital and you know, didn't get vaccinated. I'm sure there are many reasons, and 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 I'm not being critical of it. But if you're kind of on the fence about as far as what to do, uh, do it, do it, because you do you do not want. You do not want this at all, and and like I said, you know, with my like you say, with the pre-existing conditions, you know, had I not gotten, had I not gotten vaccinated, I, I can't even imagine where I would be for yeah. that exact reason. It's like I mean, you know, a bad heart, a little bit overweight, maybe a lot overweight, mm-hmm. and all the other things. It's like I'm not sure I would have been one of those people that would have fared very well had I not had those shots. You know, I'm not going to say what I was watching over the weekend, but I just happened to stumble across this guy giving his little op-ed about not taking the vaccine. Right. And I just, like, you, I guess to the average viewer, if you're really into this kind of of thing, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this guy knows what he's talking about. And, but I'm sitting there going, does, does this guy not know anything about how like m- like science works and how you know medical things work? Mm-hmm. You know, he's really just kind of spewing a bunch of like anti-government, uh, you know, uh, mandate uh, things. Which I get, I get that you're upset about. You know, people being t- when somebody tells you that you have to do something, people tend to not really want to do it. True. Because it's being forced upon you versus whether it be your own choice. And, of course, you know, there's all this political, uh, you know, uh, hubbub going on. Right. That people don't want to believe that, you know, the vaccine is going to be good for them or not. But I'm just sitting there watching this guy going, I can't believe that, like, <laughs> this guy is able to say these things that have that aren't even proven to be true. Well, ha- the thing about science— and and this is this is what of what really kind of what science is all about is science doesn't sit and let the answer to something be the final word. Mm-hmm. That's why there were advances in science because they didn't just they didn't just sit there and say, well, this must be the answer. You know, maybe there's a better way. Maybe there's a another approach. You know, you're always looking for advances in science. The difference is, you know, here we're in a situation where science had to move really, really fast. To get everything done. And then you had to have industry create what science was telling you. And then you had to distribute all of it. And then you had some people say, well, you you must get the uh, the vaccine in order to participate in this or that. And people don't, like you said, they, 
They don't want to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. But even if you're not being told what to do, 95% of the people that are in hospitals right now being intubated are the ones that didn't get vaccinated. You know, I kind of akin it to, uh, you know, remember when you were like a teenager and even into your probably uh, up until you're maybe about 30. Right. You kind of had this sense of invincibility, like nothing could happen to you because you, you're really just kind of putting your toes out into the into the water of the world at that age anyway. Right. So you're like, ah, well, listen, I did this and I didn't die. I did this, I didn't die. You're taking all these risks. You're a very much risk-taking kind of person. But then as you get older, you realize, yeah, that probably wasn't a good idea that I did all that stuff. <laughs> right. Is it? Is it, you know, that seems to be the kind of mentality that we're having here. And it's not just people who in their 20s. It's people of all ages who believe that uh, this is going to be bad for me if I take this thing. Or I don't want to be taking it because you told me I yeah, had to take it. Yeah, but you've also spent an entire lifetime taking stuff that you have no idea what's in it. Because it because it makes you feel better or you know, it yeah. gets you healthier. Every time you've been prescribed any kind of medication by a doctor, do you sit there and look at all of the in, the ingredients? Do you ask the doctor, yeah. "Hey, what's in and, this?" And really, that's the thing that that gets me is that we weren't around for some of these things that when they were developed, like polio, like with the polio vaccine. Right. That was obviously what 10, 15 years before you were born, right? Yeah. That that came to be, but we didn't. We didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't experience those things when they were rolled out. Now that this thing is rolled out, everybody's freaking out because it was done too fast. It was done. Thing. But all of these ingredients that are in these things have been used for years and years and years. So it's not the chemicals. You know, like, I don't understand what where, where the... You didn't complain when you had uh, measles, mumps, rubella... Uh, rotovirus, like, right. like I didn't hear about half of these things until I actually had kids and was bringing my kids into a pediatrician's office saying you need this vaccine, this vaccine. I'm like, what are those? <laughs> I didn't even know we had one. Well, of those. like when uh, didn't you say like your kids got like hand, foot, and mouth disease? Yeah, I would have th- thought that would have been eradicated when we we became an industrialized con- country. Yeah, but apparently uh, there's plenty of stuff out there that uh, that that could get yeah. you. Well, I, 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 before we uh, we break, and then yeah. we're running a little bit out of time, uh, I do want to thank uh, some people who were very, very kind to us while we were both uh, quarantined. Uh, my friend Kim, my sister-in-law Katie, uh, my friend Lester, Maria Marlene, uh, friends of ours, even my, our next-door neighbors, uh, Gretchen and Mark, uh, you know, brought soup and uh, and even shoveled our driveway. There are a lot of people that helped uh, while we were laid up, and, and I do deeply appreciate all of that. And a fan... Uh, to blow the air from their driveway to yours, <laughs> like <laughs> no, stay over there. Didn't didn't quite do that. No, it, but that was that was very kind of all those people. Look so at you, you, you appreciate like, it. It's like you just won an Oscar. Like you, you have to thank. No, I just that, I just uh, have through it. And, no, I yeah. have something that that is called the gratitude, and and many people don't uh, don't have that. Well, you could have thanked me. I was very concerned about your well-being. And, and I even I, offered to, uh, to to go get your groceries if you needed it. Right, but because all those people had stepped up before you, uh, you know, I thank you for that. I'm grateful for your your offer, but they were able to actually make it happen. I didn't get a thank you for being nice. 
You, you know, you thanked all those people, but you didn't say, and you know what? I'd like to just thank Steve Nagel, even though uh, nothing really happened. I was going to wait for all of his services. I was going to wait till next hour oh, to, to do oh, is my. That what it was? Yeah, to, yeah. Give, to give everybody oh. my uh, my whole speech oh. about how wonderful Steve Nagel has been oh, during well, this whole affair. Oh, how convenient we've now run out of time. No, oh, you're absolutely oh, right. Yeah. Doggone it. Mm. It's 626 on Rock 102. Are you looking for some good news? Hazen has Do It Right at aquapump.com. It's uh, 628 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 28. Tomorrow, sunny and cold with a high of only 13. It is double that now, 26 in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen will be joining us next hour to talk about uh, some football. There's loads of football to talk about uh, in just a little bit. Hey, I interviewed uh, Scott Zolak twice. Oh, yeah. Can How'd that go? It was great. Was it really? I just, uh, all I did was like, hey, Scott, uh, what do you, how do you think the Pats are going to do this Sunday? And he's like, all right, man. And he goes into his whole little uh, thing. Right. And then uh, we talked about his ridiculous coat that he was wearing uh, the day after Christmas. Okay. It was this big puffy coat. Sure. And then he tells me the story about how it's like uh, one of these coats that uh, uh, it's, it's, it's way big. It's one of those like feathered down like, coats. Like George's Gore-Tex coat. Exactly. Right. It's exactly what it was. And he looked kind of ridiculous in it. And he tells me, uh, yeah, a friend bought that for me at some store. Mm. And then uh, and then uh, Barry Krieger was uh, texting me, uh, showing me, the jacket's like $5,000. Really? Like somebody just bought this for me. No one just buys you a $5,000 coat. Well, I mean, I guess if you're, if you're like in that... Uh, class of people i guess like if i had five grand i'd be like hey bex you want one of these uh five thousand dollar coats you'd be like yes i would it's long a five thousand dollar coat yeah as long as i didn't have to pay five thousand dollars for a five thousand dollar coat. that's what i'm talking i about. wouldn't pay a thousand dollars for a five thousand dollar coat yes but if somebody else bought it for you you'd probably be wearing it that's what he because i probably wouldn't know it was a five thousand dollar coat right. and i wouldn't ask for a receipt to prove that it was a five thousand dollar coat uh in the meantime let's laugh Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai, Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. Hey, did you hear that uh, Cookie Monster got COVID? No, I, I hadn't heard that Cookie Monster got COVID. The CDC confirmed it was the om, 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 Omicron variant. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Oh, I love making uh, fun uh, of a public health crisis. It's, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> Booyah! Bax and O'Brien. On Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. You want the best for your children and grandchildren. In order to earn a good income, they'll need an education. 633 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years. NoonanEnergy.com, his local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. One person is dead, and a police officer is in the hospital after an officer-involved shooting on Genesee Street in Springfield. Now the detective bureau is investigating the incident, along with the Hamden DA's office. At 8.30 a.m. on Sunday, two Springfield police officers were called to report of a man who had pulled out a knife on another person. They found uh, the suspect on Genesee Street, but according to Springfield police, 
When the officer tried to investigate further, the suspect stabbed one of them in the face. When the suspect attempted to charge the officers again, the stabbed officer fired two shots, hitting the suspect. The officer who was stabbed has been hospitalized with serious injuries. The incident is under investigation by the DA's office. The two officers involved have been placed on administrative leave. The incident was captured on both officers' body-worn cameras. Commissioner Claproot said the department plans to release the footage once the investigation is over. Stabbed uh, in the face. Yeah. And 22 News has filed a public records request for the footage as well. Just so you know that we don't just not do anything around here and wait for information to come out. We actually try sometimes. <laughs> That's good to know. You know. It's good to know that they're actually interested in the news. Well, the headline that they... I find this a very to be a very stupid headline. Police stabbed in Springfield officer involved shooting. They've just referenced the police officer twice. Yes. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, how about officer stabbed suspect dead? Well, that, that makes, would have been, that's a little bit more to the point. See, I should be writing these things. Why aren't you? I have no idea. You know, uh, Mike Mascadrelli left yesterday. Oh, really? It was his last day. What? This, this is funny as hell, man. Where's he going? I have no idea where he's going, but he because uh, somebody sent me the clip of the guy of him of him uh, leaving. Uh huh. And then they got that uh, that weather guy now that Eddie Munster, you know, with the with the hair. <laughs> yes. Whatever. They, it's like with a widow's peak. He just doesn't care. Like he doesn't like. He's like, yeah, okay, Mike. Uh, don't forget to watch us at six tonight. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll see if I can if I can play this. I don't know how well the uh, the audio is going to be. Well, thanks for that, Chris. And I just want to take the time now to say thank you to all of you at home who tune in. For everyone I've met, I just want you to know how grateful I am for being able to tell your stories over the years. It really has meant so much to me. So I appreciate you. And Chris, I appreciate you too. <laughs> I appreciate you, Mike. It's been a pleasure working with you. Be sure to tune in to 22 News at 6 tonight. And we're always on the web at www.com. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss you yeah. for all of a hot second. Eddie Munster's like, yeah, nice working with you too. Hey, by the way, don't forget to catch me again <laughs> later on. This guy's gone. He's leaving. We don't need to see him anymore. Take the camera off him. Oh <laughs> uh, well. I just, I don't like. To me, like somebody like him signing off. Yeah, like you were some local national treasure or something. Well, you know, that, but I think they're they're all entitled to have their own. Way of saying goodbye. Well, and, we don't in this business. If you were done tomorrow, you'd you'd be gone before you'd even know. Oh that yeah, you were no, done. I'd never listen. Even even if I announced my retirement and saying I'm retiring in yeah. six months, that final day, I'm not going to get a chance to say uh, no. thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you for all. Uh, thank you, Steve Nagel, for all the things you've done for me over the yeah, years. Uh huh. But how long has Mascadrelli been working there? A couple of years though. Uh, but warranting a goodbye in that fashion? If, if he's on the anchor desk, yes. Yes. Uh. I mean, if he's, if he's just a reporter and not getting time on the desk, maybe not. But, you know, if you're on the anchor desk, if you're anchoring, yeah, you, you have, I think you have a right to at least say, I'm, I'm out of here. He's wankering. It's weekend anchoring. <laughs> There's a big well, that's, difference. That's a you know that's a matter of opinion. But I just kind of like how Eddie Munster just kind of pushes them aside, going, "Yeah, okay, uh, <laughs> tune into us at uh, six tonight and 11. Oh. Mascadrelli won't be here, but I will. But it didn't say where he's going. Did not say where he's going. Yeah. I'm sure we could find out, but I have really no interest. <laughs>
<laughs> Much like my bank, my wife's bank account, yeah. I have zero interest. Unlike my wife's credit card, I'm carrying a very low rate of interest. <laughs> For weeks now. <laughs> For weeks now, people have waited hours in line at the AMR testing site at the Eastfield Mall. Where did you get yours done? Uh, oh, you did a home. I had a home, right? I had a home test. Uh, even for the se- for the third time that you took it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the highly contagious uh, Omicron variant continues to spread, according to the Department of Public Health. The positivity rate is twenty three percent, and with cases soaring, people are sacrificing their time in testing lines for peace of mind. Springfield uh, resident Herbierto Alvarado uh, told uh, told 22 News his reasoning for getting vaccinated. He said, the baby, my family, just a uh, uh, precaution for, for my entire family. Cars were already lined up at 6.30 in the morning when the 22 News crew arrived. God. You see, usually they send somebody out at 3 o'clock in the morning to an empty courthouse. They probably could have sent somebody out there at 3 o'clock in the morning in the Eastfield Mall and saw cars already lined up. Yeah. The, you know, the, the fact that... that co- you know, if you've been past there, and I assume that most people have probably been at least past Eastfield Mall. I mean, yeah. you can imagine, you know, the 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 front lot gets full, then the the rot the, the lot on the right gets full, and they had cars that were you know on Parker Street, yeah, waiting to get in. That's I mean, it's, crazy. that's unbelievable to me. Yeah, I uh, I don't even know. I would have to go wait in one of those things if I was forced to go take a test for for this. Well, I mean, you can, you can, yes, but you wouldn't necessarily have to go there. I mean, there are other places to get the test. Yeah, but it's not, it's hard, it's hard to get them. My, my, uh, my kid, my kids get tested weekly at school. Like I sign them up for the thing so they can get the test. Right. Well, the one that they took on Friday came back inconclusive. Oh yeah. So then we had to go back on Saturday to get the the kids tested again, mm-hmm. and then luckily, you know, they were both negative. Uh, but I'm like, oh well. You should test the adults while you're here, too. They don't do that because they don't have enough tests. They don't have enough tests, and they don't have enough substitutes if right. a teacher has to go home and quarantine for 14 days. No, I get that, days. but I'm just talking about the process of, of actual testing. Like, they're yeah. running out of tests just for the kids that they have. You know, I mentioned this uh, you know, last week when, when, I was, uh, when we, you called in. And uh, this is absolutely what I called in. This is absolutely true. And a lot of people are, for whatever reason, really confused about this. Uh-huh. If you test positive, your quarant and they say that, you know, the, the, the quarantine, you mm-hmm. quarantine for five days rather than 10. Yeah. That's only applicable if you test positive and have no symptoms. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's the big uh, that's the big thing. People are way confused about that, and they go, I, you know, I'm not feeling very good, but I, I, I'm done after five days. No, if you've got symptoms, even if it's just what feels like a cold, that's a symptom. You're you're down for the count for ten the days. Ten days. Yeah. Uh, see, that's the thing. That's another thing that needs to be addressed. It's unclear. It's or, very or not, unclear. It, and, you know, and then you got people starting these memes saying, well, the CDC now says you can run with scissors or, you know, like all these little <laughs> things that the people were coming up with. But that's been the problem from the get-go, yeah. the the unclear message. You know, you got too many pe- too many cooks in the kitchen. You got to pick one and go with it. Well, I, I, I think the message is clear. I think what's going on here is people just don't want to hear anything else. You know, they hear you only have to quarantine for five days, but they're not... They're not hearing the other part of it. Right. And the other part of it is it's five days if you have no symptoms. And that's something that, considering all the people that are testing positive, 
That's something to keep in mind. And for five days, everything was, was lovey-dovey. So nice. Lord, it was lovey-dovey. <laughs> That's right. Uh, one, let's see. Uh, no, I already did that story. I did that story. Oh, here, nearly a dozen people are without a home after a fire on Mill Street in Springfield yesterday afternoon. It took multiple fire departments to extinguish. The Springfield Fire Department responded to the call for the structure fire at 261 Mill Street around 2 p.m. 11 people are now displaced and are being assisted by the Red Cross. No injuries are reported. The incident is being investigated. Holyoke police report that one person has been injured in a shooting on Elting Circle in Holyoke, according to a statement uh, sent to uh, local media by the Holyoke Police Department around Saturday at 3 a.m., Police received numerous 911 calls pertaining to shots fired with injury in the area of Elting Circle. Uh, when officers arrived, witnesses directed them to the shooting victim, and officers began to administer first aid. The unnamed victim, while conscious at the time, had an, inju- had an injury in his abdomen area. Police uh, report the suspected gunman was 45-year-old Wilfredo de Jesus, who had left the scene before officers arrived. The victim was brought to a local hospital and was reported to be in stable condition. The Leo police is asking for the public's help. If uh, In finding De Jesus, he is considered armed and dangerous. And you should call the Holyoke police. Armed and dangerous. Yeah. I'm not going to take it on myself, that's for sure. You're not going to what? I'm not going to try to uh, you know, stop the guy myself. He's armed and dangerous. You know, I'm not going to try to be a vigilante, a tough guy. It's not well, my way. Well, why not? Because I'm what you would call uh, a coward. A coward? No, I mean, it's a coward-like. Hey, by the way, I'm sure if you uh, live in South Hadley, you already know that the South Hadley Public Schools has announced uh, that they will be experiencing a two-hour delay this morning due to COVID-19-related illnesses. Really? Yeah, in a statement posted to the school system's uh, Facebook page, the delay was due to bus driver shortages due to covid and that the message sent to parents explaining the delay was caused by weather uh, was sent in error. Oh, yeah, yeah there's this thing about weather. Eh, no, I'm just kidding. We all have COVID. <laughs> that, that's kind of something you want to be clear on before you send that out. Yeah, I know. Wouldn't you think? I would think so, but, you know, you know how the schools are. The schools? Like, hey, my uh, my computer froze. That's what I'm trying to, oh, I see, I see. Trying to get on here. Well, that's okay. Well, we got nothing really to do anyway. I mean, uh, you know, I wasn't. Uh, well, the show ends at ten. We actually have, uh, you know, quite a lot to do. Really. Well, we can get uh, Scott Cohen to fill some time and uh, yeah, you know, yes. Uh, yes. things like that. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, you might uh, think the worst thing that could happen to you on a chairlift at a ski resort is that you fall off, right? It's it's not, but this is probably worse. A hydrant burst at Beach Mountain Ski Resort in North Carolina on Friday. Apparently, after a skier crashed into it, it was directly under the chairlift, which meant the riders on the chairlift were getting blasted by cold water. Ooh. The water was coming out uh, with intense force, enough that it was lifting the chairs on the lift as well as lifting the skiers out of the chair. (laughs) (laughs) This is like a big super soaker. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the chairlift continued operating, which meant many skiers got caught underneath it, uh, sometimes for around two minutes. One person was clinging to the lift to stay on it. It was so wild that many people were jumping off the lift to avoid it. Can you even admit? This is like chaos. No kidding. 
How well? How high up were these people? I I don't know. Beach Mountain released a statement, but rather than apologize and take full responsibility, they blamed the situation on the skier who crashed into the hydrant, <laughs> and dismissively said that it resulted in several patrons getting wet. I think it was a little bit more. Uh, it was a little worse than that. The uh, two skiers were hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a terrible skier. So much so that if there's a hydrant or something that's not going to move. I'm going to hit it. I, I'm that bad at skiing. So, you know, if, if the question is, you know, who would have hit a fire hydrant, I can see myself in that position. Oh, man, I'm watching the video. Holy crap. This guy is getting, like, just blasted right from underneath. <sighs> He's probably a good 12, 13 feet up on the air. All right. So that's why if you could, you know, jump from the, the lift. Yeah, but still, would yeah, you I want know. to? You could still probably break something if you jumped from that height. I don't know. I, I, this is this. There are many reasons I don't go skiing anymore, and that's one of them. I like how the I like how the ski resort just blamed it on the guy. Yeah, we had nothing to do. We had nothing to do with this faulty thing just sitting out in the middle here. Right. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. It is uh, going to be mostly sunny with a high of uh, twenty-seven. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of only 13. It is 26 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Join me Monday afternoons at... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 652 and the doors on Rock 102. Jim Morrison having an asthma attack. (laughs) 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 It's 26 in downtown Springfield. Uh, Listen, uh, as you know, uh, last week there were no new uh, Bax and Nagel or Bax and O'Brien podcasts. I had Mm. a bunch of people asking me, hey, what's going on with, uh, with SoundCloud? Is it down? No, it just, you know. With the best of backs and O'Brien, you don't need to hear that a second time. No. So, uh, new podcasts are going to be going up today. So, that should alleviate some of your fears, some of your trepidations. Also, uh, Baxi's musical podcast uh, this week, a repost of my interview with Daniel Ash from Bauhaus, Love and Rockets, and Tones on Tail. His very first uh, podcast interview ever. It's a really good one, and you can check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on BaxandO'Brien.com. Hey, uh, you know what I did? You know what I done did? No, what? I uh, I done bought myself a couch. No kidding. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I uh, I've been wanting to buy one since I uh, since I moved in. What were you uh, sitting on prior to this? I had another couch, uh, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't acceptable anymore. Really? Yeah. Kind it of, was uh, actually, you know, it was a decent couch. It was a, it was a lazy boy, which usually, uh, you know, pretty good name behind the lazy boy brand, right? You know, the quality and all that stuff. But I also paid less than like eight hundred dollars for it when well, I got it. Yeah, so that. it wasn't you weren't expecting to hold on to this for twenty five years. No, and uh, so it served its purpose, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where you like, you know, the the things were wearing out on it. Like the, it's a recliner. Oh, yeah. On t- on either end, dude. I've been sleeping on a couch for the last two weeks, yeah. and I got to tell you, I got some divots on that thing right now that, oh, yeah, that are yeah. worse than say like uh, like Crestview Country Club. Yeah, you done screwed yourself with that. No that kidding. It's gonna be there forever. Um, 
Yeah, we had a couch when I was a kid that uh, my dad, uh, because of his alcoholism and everything, right. he couldn't like lay down sleeping because he had all these heart problems and everything. So he had to sit up, and he would sit up at the end of this really nice couch that we had. Yeah. It was no longer a nice couch like after six months. Sure. Because the one thing aside was all sagged down. The way it is. So I, uh, I, I said, you know what? Uh, it's time. It's time to get a new couch up in up, up in here, up in here. So we, uh, we. Uh, <laughs> Went to Bob's Discount yes. Furniture. Yes. And uh, got myself a canyon. No, a, a canyon? A canyon. A That's, canyon. They name it all different kinds of names. What the, What comes with the canyon? Uh, me, if I'm lucky. Yeah! Oh, it's a pop! Listen to you. Uh, no, the, uh, it's, it's, well, it's a sectional if you want it to be. Right. But I didn't want to pay. Well, first of all, I, can't, I don't have the room to fit a giant sectional. Gotcha. Technically, I don't really have the room to fit this thing, but it was it's in three sections. It's three seats. Okay. But in between each seat is one of these like storage units. Oh yeah. With the with a big giant ass cup holder. Oh man. And uh and one of them uh one of them phone charger things. Really? And one of those phone chargers that you just lay the phone down on it. Oh, that's and p- boom. Perfect. It's now, like the Cadillac of uh, of reclining sofas. It's, so I was going to say, is it is the reclining thing uh, like a button? Is it a switch? Is it a pull? What are you going to do? So I'm talking to the uh, the salesperson there, and uh, he's like, uh, that middle section, do you want that reclining too? And I'm like, well, how much extra is that? And he goes, actually, it's no different than not having a reclining versus a reclining. Sure. And I'm like, put that recliner in there, baby. Why would you not get that? I don't know. I think somebody was probably thinking that yeah. they would uh, save a few bucks. Yeah, and it's uh, and, and it's no longer do they come like in in one piece. You know what I mean? Like the True. old couch I had had it was two pieces. It was, you know, the back came off, mm-hmm. and then you had the bottom piece. Right. But this thing is individual pieces. So I each see. one of them, like they hook together like a like a choo choo train, which makes it easier to move. Yeah. By the way. Yes and no. Well, yes, because if you've ever tried to lift like a yeah, like a like a like a a, a couch bed, you know, one yeah. of those things, one of those uh, you know, fold away couches, uh, it, they're impossible. They're well, so damn heavy. And li- and and I had a love seat that did something like this yeah. with the re- with the uh, with, with the the motorized uh, recline. Oh my god, it was so heavy. Well, see, I have uh, muscular prowess with all my uh, lifting. Yeah, and I don't, and I'm very dainty. It's not about me not being able to lift the thing as a whole. Right. It's about you can't lift one side because then the hooks come out on the other side, oh, and then you're sure. so now you have to move. If you want to move the thing, which I'm going to have to do because it's a little big for the room. Yes. Like a uh, like too big for the room. Okay. But I'm past the point in my life where I care about what it looks like versus how comfortable I am on mm-hmm. it. Because, yeah, I could get a cheap one like I got the other time and then have it last for four years and then, boom, I got to go buy another one. Or I could buy the Cadillac right now and enjoy that for years and years to come. That sounds fantastic. It is. And it's like one of these... I've never been so comfortable watching TV in my own house. Oh, that's the best. Isn't that amazing? With cup holders and a phone charger, man. Yeah. That's that that alone is worth every penny. And I was actually really surprised because the first time I had gone in there, uh, I said, "Hey, what's the what's the delivery, you know, like?" And I had gone in there back in beginning of December, 
Yeah. And they're like, ah, eh, we're not looking. You know, it's like end of January type of type of delivery they sure. were looking at because of the supply. They wound up getting the supply in. Thing was delivered in like three days. Fantastic. Yeah. What a great that? story. It's not really a great story. No, it's a wanna... great story. Th- there are probably people standing up right now applauding. Yeah, they're probably going, hey, uh, you know what? I can get my. Let me go down to Bob's and let me get my own. There you go. Yeah, you uh, you really wanted to hear that, didn't you? No, listen, Steve. I would be upset if I found out you got a couch and you didn't talk about it. I'm uh, I, I'm talking about how one of our advertisers sold me a piece of equipment that I am in love with. See, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Problem solved. Every, everybody's happy. It, are they? You don't seem very happy. No, I'm very happy, Steve. You could seem like you could care less about this. Well, I've never been invited over, so I wouldn't. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I just who am, got, who am I to? I mean, who am I to judge your furniture? I just got the couch. You want to come over? No, come I've been over. quarantining for two weeks. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't need you over my house. It's six fifty nine. Scott Cohen coming up in just a few minutes on Rock One Hundred Two. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Join me Monday afternoons at three twenty for What's the Word on That T Bird. Each week, I'll pick a different player from the Springfield Thunderbirds and tell you all about them. And then I'll give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to a future Springfield. It's 7-Eleven with uh, Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, cloudy uh, now today. Used to be sunny. Now it's cloudy with a high of 27 tomorrow. Oh, man, sunny and a beautiful 13 degrees oh, for a high. that's nice. It's double that, 26 right now in downtown Springfield. In the studio with us right now to talk uh, a whole lot of football with Scott Cohen. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. We're lucky that it's today and not tomorrow. I probably would have called in. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds uh, more your speed. It does. Man, there's... Uh, where do you begin, buddy? Where do you begin? Because there's, so there's so much football to talk about, you know, yesterday obviously the Patriots, uh, you know, blew a, a, a big one. Yeah, they, I mean, they they should have won. They didn't have to win. They did not because it doesn't. It wouldn't have affected their 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 seating that much, considering everything else that wound up happening yesterday that they were waiting to 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 uh, to, to plan out. But you know, they're still going to wind up uh, taking on Buffalo. Yep. And third time in like a month and a half. Right. So this is kind of like the rubber match. Rubber of, match. Of the uh, because they did split. What the? I mean, what's your feeling about the the Patriots uh, going forward here? Well, you know, I was at the gym this morning, and uh, the guys are like, "Yeah, they look. You know, they look like a one and done team to me." And you know what? It's like I think I I think it's a it's kind of a you know the proverbial glass half empty half full. Um, they made a lot of they made a lot of mistakes yesterday. Uh, right. Cost cost them the game, and and I mean basically like you just alluded to, you were either, you were either going to play Buffalo on the road or you're going to play Cincinnati on the road. I'm not sure whether I uh, I see any difference in those two teams. E- equally difficult. So the outcome of yesterday's game really didn't make much difference in the big picture. But the kind of the way they went about it, they just they. They made a lot of mistakes. Um, you know, I think I think the the bottom line is is that Mac Jones has uh, overperformed this year. Everybody's really happy with his growth. Um, he's 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 proven that he belongs in the league. Mm-hmm. That he was a good a good draft pick. He was a steal. So you know, we kind of got all that going for us. And yesterday, he threw a stupid interception. 
he a, a really bad uh, fumble. Yep. Um, he got nailed on that illegal uh, procedure call when the game was still in the balance. He he made a lot of rookie mistakes. Well, you know, he looked like a veteran in the middle part of the season, and uh, now he looks like a rookie. He does. He's been he, late to make throws, reads, and made some questionable decisions with the football. Oh God, here we go. Wow, did you uh, prepare that statement, I, I or did. was that uh, written for you? Yeah. How did, well, uh, okay. Well, because Mac has uh, consistently played well at the end of games, even when he's struggled early. But you know, New, Steve, New England can't win. Well. Steve, you've crystallized the situation eloquently. Without a Q- QB that keeps turning the ball over. Yeah, it looks no further than yesterday's game. You're I'm absolutely not, right about that. I don't really know what to say after that. You know, I think the, the, the bottom line here is 17 weeks ago, 18 weeks ago, when you thought about the Patriots, you thought this, this team is going to stink. It's yep. not going to go anywhere. That's what everybody thought. The fact that they are in the playoffs, granted they are the sixth seed and they could have potentially yeah, won so their what? division – you know, I think in some ways, I think Patriots fans have gotten spoiled over the last 21 years. Yep. But the reality is, there have been 15 years in those 21 years where they didn't win a Super Bowl. So the idea that they've gotten to this to this part of the season, they're in the playoffs, maybe that's the most we could ever have expected from them. And the fact they're there is really the most successful you know season they've had in a long time because... They were written off early in the season. Of course. And I, I was just thinking to myself, where did I hear this uh, this uh, line or this kind of like uh, thought from? And it was from your uh, view from the couch. Dude, it's like only one team's going to win the Super Bowl, which means I think there's, what, 14 teams in the playoffs right yeah. now? So that means 13 teams are not going to win at all, and it's probably going to be them. But, you know, back to yesterday's game, you know, Jones struggled. Um, the defense could couldn't stop the run. Special teams on those two punts was was abysmal. Yeah, a, a terrible. You know, pass interference in the NFL right now is just that. Either either cornerbacks can't play the position properly, or the referees just are calling everything. They had a, they had terrible pass interference calls. I mean, you know, you sit there and you you take care of that stuff, and it's a lot. And the the difference in the game, I mean, it, it, it's different. It, they, it was twenty, um, it was twenty seven twenty four with just under three minutes left. They were in the game despite all of those shortcomings. Right. So listen, you know, going to Buffalo is no picnic. Going to Cincinnati was not going to be a picnic. Both of those teams look are better than they are. Bottom line, and we'll let's see what happens next Saturday night. You know, where would the Pats be uh, offense be without Brandon Bolden though? I mean, that's a question. I didn't think I would ever have asked, but here we are. Yeah, that's you know, a good point. Yeah. Very good scored point. a pair of touchdowns. He looked like the most you're explosive an, player on the offense you're an yesterday. Idiot. You're an when idiot. James Stop. What are you talking about? He's bringing out great points. When Stop. James White went down in week three, it looked like the Pats would be shorthanded in the receiving back department. While obviously not on the same level as White, Bolden has been a solid player for the Patriots. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that, Steve. Yeah. You're uh, absolutely right. The Patriots right. are going to need him to continue to serve as a reliable member of their offense if they're going to have to uh, advance and deep into the playoffs. You are just shameless. You no, he's no not shameless. Shame. Scotty, are you listening to these points? He hasn't brought yeah. up a good point in football all season long, and right now he's just na- nailing it right out of the park. Who wrote that? I'm Look, I see you, what you're doing what over there. What are you there. talking about? That's I all extemporaneous. That. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other, of all the uh, amazingly uh, apt points that I made during my view from the couch, I think the bottom line is it's not going to matter where the Patriots uh, you know, fall, whether they – you know, they, they, they beat uh, the Bills or get to the AFC Championship. It's not going to matter because at the end of the day, 
they're still going to lose to the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's just fact. Oh, all right. I'll, you know what? I'm not going to. I'm not going to argue with you. I know that it, you it can't be you, argued with. It can't be argued well, with. There, there are some as cooks. much as, <laughs> as much as an insufferable human being. Yes. As Aaron Rodgers has been this season, especially. Uh-huh. Guy never met a microphone he didn't like. True. He's still. He's he's the best. He is the best on the best team in all of football. He's there. They've got a very, very good team. Well, yes. there's some coaching concerns, too. I mean, the Patriots special teams units have struggled and uh, continued that yesterday. <laughs> Lawrence Guy illegally lines up over the long snapper, and the Dolphins got a first down right out of that. A yeah. mistake. Fourth yeah. and one. It's true. It's ridiculous. Truth. Total truth. I can't truth. believe this. This team is falling apart. I'm just, I'm just trying to. I know. Just yeah, trying I, to be part of the conversation. No, and you're doing a great to, job. Doing a great job. But nobody's responding to my points. Did you tell him that, that he needed to be part of the no, conversation? No, this. The, he's kind of taken upon himself. These are all his own personal observations, yeah. and I frankly uh, find it refreshing that you've uh, you've brought this up. Uh, even the second to last play of the game was probably not executed as well as it should have, with uh, you know Gunner allowing Miami to put a hit the, the hit the ground and roll yeah. all the way to the three yard line as the seconds ticked away. You know what it is, Scotty. This is this is what this is. He's talked to Zolak twice now yeah, without me. All of a sudden he's, he's a, a sudden he's an expert. All of a sudden he's an expert. Had to carry it. All of a sudden he realizes how much he cares about football. Listen, you, you combine all that with, that with the conservative play calling they used all year long, mm-hmm. and those things are going to put you behind the eight ball. Typically, coaching is a place where the Patriots have an edge on the opponent, but that has not always been the case this year. <sighs> yeah. if, if they're going to win next week in Buffalo, the coaching is going to have to be much better than it has been. That's the truth. Hey, uh, if I can just uh, switch gears here just a little bit. Uh, this whole uh, fiasco with Antonio Brown. Yes. Yeah, um, you, you kind of missed that last week. I did miss it, but you know there was one thing that I that I saw. But there's plenty between then and now. Yeah, there's there's there's, there's a lot between then and now. But one of the things that I saw um, after it happened is someone had posted video from, I think it was like 2018, back when he was still playing in Pittsburgh, and it was a hit that he took yep. uh, from uh, Vontez Burfick. And he got leveled right. to, the, to the point where... You know, anybody else getting hit like that is going to be put in a uh, in a in a concussion protocol. Yeah, because I mean, he was basically unconscious for a few seconds. Yep. When I see a hit like that, knowing what we know now about uh, CTEs and you know repeated brain injuries, and you start to look at the timeline of when things started to change dramatically With for him. Antonio Brown. Yep. You, you you sometimes want to draw the parallels is you know is this is his behavior due to these kinds of hits because you know CTEs and 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 the like can cause great swings in mood and cognition yeah, it's and brain damage it's yeah it's repeated brain damage all the things that he has been accused of or has done or said over the last three years to me it makes a whole lot of sense. I'm not. I'm not. You know, making uh, excuses. You're not, not doing making that. excuses for his behavior. I think he sh- he should have been kicked off that team, leaving in the third quarter. But you you look at that and you say, well, that makes sense. Maybe that's why this is happening. It's not just that he's insane. Maybe the guy is suffering from something physiological. I think he probably is. And but again, you know, a lot of guys, um, a lot of guys playing in the league right now, uh, ultimately are going to be 
uh, diagnosed with CTE. It's just it's just it's as much a part of the game as any anything on the football field is. Right. But you know, but then the bottom line too, Bax, is like you know, there's a lot of guys who who are like that and don't behave like he does. It's he. It's probably a combination of that. But then again, I I don't think we need to totally excuse the fact that maybe he's just a jackass. Sure, sure. I mean, you know, it, it's and that, possible he may have started off as a jackass, but you know, these injuries affect different people in different, in ways. different ways. And yeah, not everybody who has these problems winds up being, you know, violent or you know, discombobulated or you know, or you know, whatever it may be. Um, but sometimes they do. They do, and I think the bottom line is it's like uh, because of the talent that he once had, the level of talent he had, he he was able to get away with a lot of that behavior. He's not the player that um, he was a couple of years ago. This that the CTE hit, notwithstanding. Yeah. And you know, you unless you're going to play at that elite level in the NFL, they're they're not going to have you around. He's going to have a really hard time finding another place to play when you take everything into account. But you know. Somebody will, and that's and yeah. that's the sad part about it is like everyone believes. Well, you know, he hasn't played for us yet. Yep, and we you know, can, we, we can fix him. we can fix him. I, I don't know if this is a fixable situation it, because it, it's probably not. And and that and that shows to me that shows the the sad part about how we excuse extraordinary talent. This guy could have been maybe one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. He has that level of yep. talent. But because, instead, he's gonna—he's a—he's a cartoon character. Exactly, and you know, you you look at that and you say, "Man, what a what a what a tragedy this has become." Yep. And you know, I, as as crazy as he may seem, I feel really bad for the guy. I feel bad for him too. I think a lot. I think a lot of people do. And all, and the other thing about it is, is with is with social media, this kind of this kind of bad behavior that probably has occurred many many times with many many players. But the, with the fact now where everything is immediate, it his bad behavior just gets overblown because it's everywhere. No matter where yep. you turn, there's Antonio Brown saying or doing something stupid. So real quick, who wins? Uh, New England or Buffalo? Who are you picking? I'm picking New England. I Why will, not? I will pick New England. Steve, I'm sure you must have something to say. Well, I don't know. Uh, Bax with the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're there. What's his name? Who's the, who's Mac, the Jones? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers. I said mac mac and cheese. Yeah, there you go. I think uh, I think Toronto will win. Good point, Toronto. Buddy, Toronto. he's your, he's your gorilla. You got to sweep around him. He's not my responsibility. By a spread of six hundred points. Ah, again, one great point accurate, after another. Accurate. Scott Cohen, it's good to see you. Good to see you guys too. Welcome back. Thank you. It's seven twenty-five and Rock One Hundred Two. This is John Mayberry, president of Mayberry Material Handling, with a very important announcement for you or someone you know. We are hiring, and I really need your help to take care of our customers. Mayberry Material Handling sells and services equipment used by manufacturers, warehouses, and distribution centers, so we are busier than ever before. To support our growth, we are looking for motivated, mechanically inclined individuals who don't want to work in the same place every day doing the same thing. Mayberry service technicians and installers work at our customers' facilities, servicing and installing forklifts, conveyors, dock and door equipment, in-plan offices, mezzanines, high-speed doors, and much, much more. We offer steady year-round work with the opportunity for overtime, career advancement, and competitive pay, as well as a full benefits package including health insurance, paid time off, and a 401k plan with a company match. If you're interested in our service technician or installation positions, learn how you can join our outstanding team of associates at Mayberry.com. That's M-A-Y-B-U-R-Y.com. Thank you. 
Do you promise to love, honor, and cherish, forsaking all others? I do. I do. And now, by the power vested in me, I now pronounce you roommates. Go forth. That's not the vow you took. But if struggles with CPAP have you and your spouse sleeping in separate rooms, it might be time to look into Inspire. Inspire works inside the body with just the click of a remote. That's right, just a button. No mask, no hose, just sleep. Inspire. Sleep apnea innovation. Talk to your doctor to see if Inspire is right for you. Review important safety information at inspiresleep.com. Who's got Wacker? Pro Tool in Springfield's got Wacker. Wacker front end loaders, Wacker portable light towers, Wacker mobile generators of all sizes. When pro contractors need Wacker products, pro contractors get them at Pro Tool. Wacker excavators in all sizes, Wacker mobile and portable heaters, Wacker skid steers. When pro contractors need Wacker products, they rely on Pro Tool. Pro Tool on Brookdale Drive in Springfield. Your best choice, plain and simple. Need Wacker products? Call Pro Tool, 732-8044. Thinking about tinting your car? Don't be fooled by lower prices. The guys at 413 Pro Tint only use Matico window films, an American company that truly stands behind their products. Kevin and Corey have over 40 years of tinting experience and have tinted thousands of cars and businesses, providing their customers with the highest quality American-made products and warranties in the business. So if you're thinking about tinting your car, business, or anything that's glass, go to the pros at 413 Pro Tint or give them a call at 438-8468. Like them on Facebook today. It's 727 with uh, Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. I've had several compliments now on my uh, my uh, sports analysis. Yeah, I yeah. would imagine. Well, I just... You know, I just said last week, I'm like, you know what, I should I should know more about this. And I sat down and I read a couple of articles, and I'm like, all right, I know all I need to know. Well, what have, uh, what have people said? Uh, your sports view today was priceless. Scott Cohen has nothing on you. That has to be a reoccurring bit. Yes, it will be. See, I don't see that as a bit. No, I just see the, a, you sharing that, your opinions. That's some real hard-hitting stuff right there. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the kind of, you make good comments. Well, you know, I I studied hard. You know, I watched mm-hmm. that, I watched that game for a total of five minutes yesterday, mm-hmm. and you uh, were able to extract all of that hard hitting information after only watching for five minutes. And I uh, I fell asleep on my uh, my brand new couch from Bob's Discount Furniture. Right with the uh, with the uh, with the uh, recline up. With the, uh, no, the recline was down. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, mm. I, I mean, I was recline. It, it was like a chaise on the end of it. Oh uh, sure. At the end of it, and then, yes. But then the back goes back. Ooh. And then get this: if you wanted to put your head up, you get this little button that pushes your little headrest. Come on. I'm not really? Kidding. Yeah. This thing is. I told you, it's like the Cadillac of couches. Now I tell you what, Bob is really. You uh, really got some good stuff. Uh, could you find a better deal anywhere else? I don't know if you could, Steve. I doubt it. Yeah, see, I made you do the thing he does on the commercial. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, let's do it again. Like, like, uh, like, uh, it wasn't planned. Uh, 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 could you find a better deal anywhere else? I doubt it. Yeah, see, see there you go. Better. You know what you're doing. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's 729. News is next to Rock 102. I'm Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. One person is dead and a police officer is in the hospital after an officer involved shooting on Genesee Street in Springfield. Now the Detective Bureau is investigating the incident along with the Hamden DA's office. At 8.30 a.m. on Sunday, two Springfield police officers were called to report of a man who had pulled out a knife on another person. Police report that they found the suspect on Genesee Street, but according to the police, when the officers tried to investigate further, the suspect stabbed one of them in the face. When the suspect attempted to change the or charge the officers again, 
The stabbed officer fired two shots, hitting the suspect. The officer who was stabbed has been hospitalized with serious injuries, and the incident is under investigation by the Hamden DA's office. The two officers involved have been placed on administrative leave, and the incident was captured on both officers' body-worn cameras. Commissioner Claproot said the department plans to release the footage once the investigation is over. The story is still developing. I'm, uh, I'm very much against being stabbed in the face. That's 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 my uh, motto. What I don't want to get stabbed in the face is your motto. I don't want to get stabbed anywhere, frankly, but yeah. uh, especially about the face. Uh, nearly a dozen people are without a home after a fire on Mill Street in Springfield Sunday afternoon. It took multiple fire departments to extinguish. Uh, Springfield Fire Department responded to the call for the fire at 261 Mill Street around 2 p.m. Eleven people are now displaced and are being assisted by the Red Cross. No injuries were reported. The incident is still being investigated. I'm also very much against uh, burning buildings. <clears throat> yeah, I don't like burning buildings. I don't like either. burning buildings. A uh, former judge and city solicitor has been named to replace retiring Springfield City Solicitor Edward Pakula. Mayor Dom Sarno, Mayor Dom Dom, yeah. made the announcement uh, uh, last week that Judge John Payne has accepted the position of city solicitor. How about Solicitor that? Payne. Yeah. Now, listen... I don't know what a solicitor even does, because <laughs> all I know is those solicitors on the dirt bikes hanging outside the Pride Station on Columbus Avenue. That will not stand in my city. But listen to me. You t I'll tell you. You want to solicit my city? I will bring my solicitor, and I'm going to bring the pain to you. Oh, pain will bring a hurting to you. Oh, you think you could solicit in my city before? You can't solicit now. Solicit now. There'll be a no solicitation sign in every window in the city. We're bringing the pain. Judge Payne. His office will be known as the House of Pain. Oh, yeah. I like yeah, that. There yeah. There you go. Yeah. You want to jump around? You can't do it out here on City Hall. Go back to your house, you dingbats. <laughs> Mayor Dom Dom has spoken. See, that was the only reason why I wanted to do that story was because... And no, I think I think it'd be cool to you know solicit a pain. By the way, there's a uh, two-hour delay in uh, South Hadley, which I'm sure people know about by now because of the lack of bus drivers due to COVID-19. So they're probably waiting for other bus drivers to come in that can help them out. The bus drivers. The bus drivers. Mm. That's kind of critical. Uh, you know, the uh, they're kind of like the lifeline of getting the kids to school. You know? Yeah. You know. Um, a bus doesn't necessarily uh, bring a student to, say, I don't know, uh, learning remotely. No. Why don't they uh, just make sure everybody goes remotely? You know, you're lucky you had the home tests because you're talking about the line outside of the Eastfield Mall. You said it was backed up onto Parker Street. Mm -hmm. uh, my sister uh, last week had to get a COVID test for her work because she was exposed to somebody. Now, didn't have any symptoms, but still had to go get the test either way. Right. Four and a half hours in line. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Who's got the time? Nobody's got the time. I ain't got time for that. And four and a half hours in line just to get your nose swabbed? I was able to swab my own nose at my kitchen table. Really? But yes. Took me 15 minutes to get an answer. I told you uh, last week, uh, Barry Krieger and I uh, got together, had some tea. We took it. He's like, oh, here, uh, take this. And it was a COVID test. So you know, we, uh, we swabbed the inside of our noses. Yeah. We, uh, we put it into the little uh, the goo, and then we poured the goo out on the stick like we were taking a pregnancy test. Right. And uh, 
He set his timer on his phone, and 15 minutes later, we're both negative. What kind of society have we become when two dudes get together, yeah. have a cup of tea, maybe more than a cup of tea, maybe yeah. an egg salad sandwich, yeah. and uh, say, hey, what do you say you and I swab each other up just for the fun of it, just to be sure? Well, listen, uh, back in the 70s, you had Studio 54. You know? mm-hmm. Right. This is the new nightlife. Going to Barry Krieger. That's the new Studio 54. Is Barry Krieger's... Barry Krieger's kitchen. His condo, and then that's it. Drinking tea and swabbing your nose. Wild times. Isn't it wild? It's wild. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Absolutely crazy. I have never swabbed anything with Barry Krieger. But, uh, you know, if I were invited to, I would. Yeah, I believe you... for whatever reason, I never get invited to these swabbing parties. I believe you used to swab the poop deck, if you know what I'm saying. On oh, that I shit, see. When you were on that show. Oh, sure, Steve. Yeah, Listen to you. you brought all new meaning to that, didn't you? Yeah. An Ithaca man was arrested after police received multiple false, forcible groping reports. On January 5th at approximately 4.30 p.m., multiple female victims in two downtown Ithaca businesses reported being uh, forcibly groped by a man. Information was provided by the witness, and the suspect was identified as 24-year-old Abraham Phelan. His name was Phelan? His name was Phelan. And he's a groper? Yeah. Phelan was charged with two counts of forcible touching, arraigned in the Ithaca City Court, and remanded to the Tompkins County Jail on $4,000 bail. I think the police have uh, said they, there may be other victims or witnesses involved, so if you have any information, you're asked to call them. Wow. That's now, something. So get this. Uh, this there, That guy's name, Phelan, yeah. accused of touching people. There's another guy in West Springfield. Somebody sent me uh, one of them sex offender posters. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. His name is Long Dong. Well, he had a middle name, too. But, yes, ultimately, Long Dong is how he signs his checks. What was the middle name? I don't know uh, what it was. But, yeah, I saw that, and I thought, huh, what are the odds that a uh, sex offender would be Long Dong? Well, you know, if you're like if you're a drunk driver and your last name's like Lager or something, you know, something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah, oh, this is uh, Mr. Rum Chata. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of weird how your name uh, kind of puts you in a position. Uh, you know, this touchy guy, Feelin' is his name. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, well, you I know, know about the other guy with the long dong. Uh, I mean, yeah, could... I, in, in the long dong case, I blame the parents. <clears throat> they could have called him anything. You know, your last name, Dong. I mean, nothing you can do about that, but you call him Long Dong? Yeah, but he's clearly from a different culture. So uh, people in other cultures, when they name their children, don't necessarily think of the, the American uh, slang listen, uh, thoughts. When my children were born uh, many years ago, I did a quick Google search to make sure that, uh, say, uh, you know, their names did not mean something else in another language. They always mean something else in another language. Uh, Baxendale means nothing in any language. Nothing? Nothing. What does it mean in, in American? Just about as much as it means anywhere else. Nothing. No, that's not really something to look forward to. It's, then, is it? No. No. Uh, here's a stupid headline. You ready? I'm ready. Uh, there's an easy way to tell gas prices are about to go up. That's a stupid headline. Gee, uh, could, I, could it be the guys with the suction cup? 
pushing the sign <laughs> up on the letters and the numbers outside of the gas station? Or, with, the, with the guy rolling the numbers at the pump? Well, you see the guy walking out with the big pole with the suction cup on it. Yes. He's about to change those numbers up on the sign, which I don't understand why every gas station doesn't have a digital sign anymore. I know, I'm sure they're probably expensive, but they've probably become affordable at this yeah. point. I would, I would, why would you have to pay someone extra t- you know, overtime to be changing the sign? I remember uh, years ago, uh, you used to be able to program uh, <laughs> the gas pumps. Yes. Uh, when I worked at a gas station. Now, mm-hmm. I never did it, but there was another employee there who would set the gas price pump, uh, price on the gas pump to uh, one cent. And he would fill up his tank for less than, you know, $2 or whatever to fill up the entire tank. Man, that was some good times back then, aren't they? Uh, That's the truth. You know, when I was a a child, uh, long before I even had a driver's license, I remember uh, gas prices going up to 35 cents a gallon. And I remember my dad, you know, really getting hot under the collar because he had to pay 35 cents a gallon. Outrageous. 35 cents. Yes. That's that's outrageous. That is outrageous. 35 cents. What I wouldn't give to have that kind of uh, gas price again, 35 cents. Well, uh, you'll never see that again. But I would guess that it would go back down below $2 a gallon at some point. See, but I never thought I'd see that again. Yeah, but you did. Which makes me think I should never say you'll never see that again, because there's always a possibility I'll see that again. And then uh, you know, supply and demand. Mm-hmm. You know, gas was down to like what a dollar twenty nine during twenty twenty. Yes. You know why? Because well, I... nobody was going anywhere. I haven't gone anywhere in two weeks. And then uh, once people started to go somewhere again, then the price shoots up again. That's right. how that kind of works. You know, I uh, the, the the after I tested uh, negative. Uh, I had a bunch of packages here, so on, on the that, that had been delivered over like the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So, uh, Jenny, oh, yeah, you, you're loaded up with. Oh, this, oh yeah, you, the Christmas gift, right? Didn't you have a Christmas gift that was supposed to be here, and then you weren't going to be here to get it? No, I did get it. I, did. I, I, I it, oh, did. it arrived just before Christmas, and okay. so everything was good. No, these were all the things we just ordered from Amazon. They all showed up, and uh, I went. I, I, Jenny and I drove to the station. I came in, I grabbed them, and I left. It was like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Then we went home, and I literally had to lie down and take a nap. Because you were so exhausted. I was so exhausted from doing just that. And it was literally walking from the parking lot to the front door to the front desk and then retracing my steps back to the car. That's all I did. And I was exhausted. <sighs> I swear, it's like it's just sucked every uh, bit of energy right out of me. You're like uh, you're like one of those people on that 600 pound life, like you just get exhausted lifting your arm up. Yeah, I, f- I feel like Doctor Now is gonna show up in here and say, it- "In order for us to do the surgery, you must lose another 500 pounds." You must stop doing what you're doing with the eating of the Cheetos. Right, and I'll sit here with, with Doctor Now and say, "I don't know what I'm doing wrong, Doctor Now. I've I've cut down to six Meals a day, and I'm still not losing weight. Sir, with the Omicron <laughs> variant that you have and your underlying health issues, you need to lose at least two pounds per week. If you're not following the plan, you're not doing that. I, I do a pretty good doctor. What is it? Doctor now. What's, how do you spell it? 
Is it NAU or something like I, that? I, I don't even I, I don't, don't even know. All I all I know is if I were that guy and these people were coming into my office and they still haven't lost all that weight, yeah. I would not be nearly as nice as that guy is. He's like he's like a, he's, like a, he's unfazed. Totally unfazed. Listen, you fat, ugly bastard. <laughs> I am trying to help you, and I told you you could lose up to 300 pounds, but you're not. You gained weight since you left here this time, and it, you are not. In order for you to lose all the weight, you yeah. need to cut down all the Entenmann boxes yeah. throughout the week. I limit to none. You take those donuts that are frosted in the chocolate, that they have the chocolate on the inside. They're not good for you. Yeah, I know. That's, uh, I, I can watch that show for like, uh, like half an episode, and I just feel like uh, I, I can't watch it anymore. Uh, yeah, it does get depressing. Between that and Hoarders, I don't know what makes me feel worse. Um, I think Hoarders makes me feel a little bit worse. Yeah, Hoarders does make me feel good. I still... I. I've never watched it ever since um, uh, the Poop Bucket Lady. Oh, That's yeah. What it was. Now, that was a good episode. Poop Bucket Lady. Yeah. It was disgusting. Poop Bucket. She had buckets of poop all around her house, and then she had like a like a box of spring mix from the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Like sitting next to the poop bucket, and then the, the guy, the, 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 the counselor going, yeah, I don't, I don't think you should eat that. She's like, but this is still perfectly good. And then she was like eating it. She was eating the lettuce that was sitting next to the poop bucket. Oh, it was disgusting. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, yeah, can you imagine if Dr. Now just started doing your mama so fat joke? <laughs> you know, your mama so fat, she was overthrown by a small militia group. And now she's known <laughs> as the Republic of Your Mama. That's good. Your mama's so fat. How fat is she? Her car has stretch marks. Your mama's so fat. How fat is she? Her blood type is ragu. Hilarious. Your mama's so fat. How fat is she? She bought a spoon to the Super Bowl. (laughs) Again, these are offensive jokes. Yeah. Only funny because it's Dr. Now doing it. Your mama's so fat. How fat is she? When she wears the high heels, she strikes oil. <laughs> <laughs> Your mama's so fat. How fat is she? She stepped on the scale and they say, to be continued. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast, <laughs> which is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Coldbrook Coffee. Always low in the calories, so you'll be good to take your next step. It is going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 27. <laughs> Tomorrow, it is going to be freezing cold, which should be enough to keep you on the couch and not head for the Oreos. <laughs> and make sure you're drinking the Fogbuster Nitro Coldbrook Coffee because it is velvety smooth and never bitter. Because Fogbuster is air roasted. Really? Yes. He's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Nest the news with Dr. Now on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. yeah. If only time. (laughs) 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 752 and Led Zeppelin on Rock 102. Uh, partly to mostly sunny today with a high of 27. Tomorrow, sunny, but a high of only 13 degrees. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. You had uh, mentioned earlier that uh, Mike Mascardrelli uh, yeah. signed off. Yeah. Uh, over the weekend, yes, he's going to Channel Eight in New Haven. Oh, yeah, New that's Haven. that's where he's uh, that's where he's off to. Well, that little go getter, he uh, he wanted that job and he finally got it. Good for him. Yeah, there you go. And I like uh, again how uh, what's his name Eddie Munster. I call him Eddie Munster. Yeah, I, you know, the... I, I, I'm I'm feeling like uh, I'm I'm knowing less and less of uh, of the local you know TV personalities. Like I I don't know that many anymore. Well, I uh, I won't play it again, but uh, it was basically Mike Mascardrelli uh, signing off yesterday morning, uh, right? Uh, that he was leaving, and uh, he was like, "I just want to thank everybody," and uh, you know, he's do- doing this like kind of Emmy speech uh, that he was doing, and uh, thank you, and then uh, and Eddie Munster, who was with him on the split screen, was like, "Yeah, great working with you too." Too. Hey, don't forget to check us out today at noon and six. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was almost like without this this guy right here. Yeah, I mean, we you know, I mean, we only worked together for like a handful of months, and you didn't really have uh, much to do with me. So, well, apparently, uh, Eddie Munster has been there for a while. Uh, he was he's like a uh, he's one of these production guys, I think. Um, then, uh, right? Isn't that what it says? Is about it him? Uh, what is his name? Eddie Munster. I don't know. He's got the a widow's peak, if you will. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I know. I know which one you're talking about. Let's I, see what this guy's name is. Let's see. Well, thanks for that, Chris. Right, I just want to take the time now to say thank you to all of you at home who tuned in. Chris Buzakis. I just want you to know how grateful I am for being able to tell your right. stories over the years. It really has meant so much to me. So I appreciate you. Watch hey, Chris, I appreciate you too. I appreciate you, Mike. It's been a pleasure working with you. Be sure to tune in to Twenty Six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he blowed right over that one. It really did. <laughs> It yeah. really, really did. Yeah, pleasure working with you, too. Hey, by the way, check us out at uh, 6 and 11 tonight uh, without Mike Mascadrelli. Nobody really cares what he says. Yeah. Fact, let's just move on and forget you ever here. I like that guy. He's uh, Brevity is key yeah, that's to, good. to that job. Anyhow, um, so Mascadrelli is now uh, gone, going to Channel 8 in, uh, in New Haven. Yeah. Well, how about that? Uh, this is the kind of like the stepping stone market for a lot of these folks anyway. I'm telling you, I, I look at uh, like uh, Western Mass News, and the only ones I know are Jenna Brown, Pisano, and Jordan Jagelins. Or after that, I'm like, well, I don't know any of these kids anymore. What's going to See, if it was Kelly Reardon's last day, I'd let her say whatever she wanted to say. Oh, we'd invite her on the show. Yeah, we'd have her on the show. We'd have a, we'd have a going away, a bon voyage party. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, yeah. We'd go up to the Lady B in South Hadley and watch her get on the boat and uh, say bon voyage. We'd have to buy a cake, too. Yeah, yeah, we'd have to do all that. I mean, you know, uh, know, a cake that she could eat, maybe. You know, she's diabetic after all, but... Well, I'm sure we could find something that was, uh, you know, feasible to her diet schedule. Yeah, well, I would like to think so. I mean, I think we'd make a big deal out of it. Kind of the way we made a big deal out of Barry leaving when he retired. Yeah, no, I say this would be a bigger deal. Yeah. A bigger a deal than bigger Barry deal. leaving? Come on. Yeah, yeah. That's like, that's you think Barry I, would know my name if he showed up to her party? Well, I, I don't, don't think I, he would. I don't. I can't imagine her inviting her you over to her house so you can swab yeah, each I, other. I don't. I don't think. I don't think I'm allowed within fifty <laughs> yards of that house. I'll tell you the truth. That's probably for the best. <laughs> it's just about seven fifty-seven. A rock.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 809. And White Snake on Rock 102. Partly to mostly sunny today with a high of 27. Tomorrow, sunny, but a high of only 13. It is double that. 26 in downtown Springfield right now. I don't. Uh, I don't know if anyone uh, is hearing it in my voice. I'm not uh, a thousand percent yet, but I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm negative. I'm. Uh, I'm wearing my mask when I have to. Like if I have to go to the bathroom, I'm wearing the mask in the hallway. Mm-hmm. I'm doing everything I can to be compliant to all of these many OSHA standards and CDC compliances that we've been asked to take care of in the last uh, in the last week or so. You're not going to be able to do, accomplish all that. No, of course not. We got to wear the mask around the building now. Yeah, I, I saw that. That was uh, that's another thing. Yeah, but good thing you know, we don't have to wear them while we're on the air. Let's yeah, see, well let's you see, can't. Let's see. So what do you what do you think if I talk like this with the mask on? Could you hear me? I don't. I don't I know. Think you, I think you can hear me pretty good. It's a little muffled. Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, but I kind of like muffled. If you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah like that. that right. Yeah, I'm wearing a mask. Right. Can you hear me clear enough? Because I'm not. I can't. I'm. I can't hear anything I'm saying. I can't hear anything you're normally saying. So I don't even uh, know I'm, if, uh, I'm, I'm, there's I'm, a difference between the two. But yeah, I'm uh, going to do that. I have now uh, used this uh, this uh, all multi-purpose cleaner to clean the microphone every yeah. 15 minutes. So yeah. uh, you know whoever's coming in here next, if it's Dan, if it's Sandy, I don't know who's coming in. Oh, we ran out of that last week. I just put water in there, so you should be all. Set. Oh well, water yeah. you know water it'll, cleans everything else. It'll kind of lubricate uh, things down. Yeah, good. But I know you had uh, quite a bit of time to watch things while you were uh, you were holed up in that house in Hamden. Absolutely. And uh, did you did you get to watch uh, Don't Look Up? I did watch Don't Look Up. What did you think of that? I'm kind of on the fence about it. Yeah. Um, on one hand, I liked some of it, and then on the other hand, it was like, mm, I don't know. Well, it's it clocks in at about uh, almost two hours, or a little bit longer than two hours uh, long. Right. And the first hour, I thought, mm, a lot of this could have been eliminated. Like, a lot of this, uh, like, lead up. Yeah. Well, I mean, a good, I mean, the, the larger point is... Is that uh, nobody really cares about science, right? People are they're much more focused on what they're doing today, you know, and and uh, you know other things, other agendas are getting in the way of uh, of listening to uh, a scientific cataclysmic yeah. event. Yeah, it was very uh, comparable to what we're dealing with right now. I would say, as far as the way you know, because uh, uh, my girlfriend and I were sitting there watching this movie and. And we're watching all of these things unfold. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, the premise of the movie is Leonardo DiCaprio is this uh, like professor of astronomy out in like Michigan or something. Is that mm-hmm. what it was? Michigan. And then uh, he's got uh, Jennifer Lawrence as. I mean, it's a star-studded cast. Oh, the cast there, is unbelievable! Unbelievably amount of. And I didn't even realize it was Ariana Grande. You didn't realize that? No, but well, you I knew know, that right away. But you know what I found out afterwards? Ari, he, so he's. He gets he, he discover they discover this this asteroid that's going to hit the Earth in six months. So then they put them on this like morning talk show or whatever the hell that was, it was right? Like some kind of cable news show. And uh, he's sitting in the green room with Ariana Grande, and he makes some comment to the fact of uh, we heard about your breakup, and then uh, she says she calls him, "Why don't you mind your own business, you old f?" Which is <laughs> right. kind of ironic because. Even though he's a character in a movie, in real life, Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriend is four years younger than Ariana Grande. I know, right? So I just thought that was kind of ironic. Yeah, that was pretty ironic. But uh, but but 
the idea, you know, we're sitting there watching this movie and like they're showing the social media posts and, and this thing. Well, you know, don't look up. It's not really happening. It's like this thing is not coming to the earth. And uh, my girlfriend says, you know, this is this is exactly how everybody would react to this. This is the kind of thing that we have. We are well, so the, consumed with social media and yeah. and being the one to have an opinion about these things is that nobody can agree whether or not this giant rock that everybody can see in the sky is actually going to hit the earth or not. Well, so the parallels have been not only COVID, mm-hmm. but also climate change. Yeah. You know, they, they, I mean, they, they, that's what they've been been saying about this uh, about this film and, mm-hmm. and that the that the uh, reaction to people is yeah okay sure uh i get dinner reservations at seven and uh, i don't want to miss out on that even if a comet is hurling towards the earth's atmosphere nobody wants to believe it and, and including the president of the united states played by meryl streep which there you go i don't know how, i don't know uh, what meryl streep is uh, done it in her life to uh, warrant beginning the president of the United States. I mean, she's just won a couple of Oscars and stuff. Well, I mean, there was obviously some dark humor uh, embedded in this entire movie. Yes. With, uh, what's that guy? What's his name? What's the son's name? Uh, 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 Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah. Jonah Hill. I mean, obviously. I actually liked him in that role, believe it, it or not. He actually w- w- was pretty decent in that in that whole thing. But it, there was a lot of, you know, the backhanded comments and the and the things like that that mm-hmm. made it so it's like, okay, this part wouldn't be real. Yeah. You know, where the. Where well, the, I mean, you know, it, they're, it's, they're, obvi- they're, it's they're, obviously like, a, like an over exaggeration. Mm hmm. Of what people would, how they would react, yeah, but worldwide. But like you know, uh, we were saying, like the, like the, this would how this is how we would react with the social well, media. It's, it's and how the, we're reacting now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the disturbing part about it. On one level, you're kind of laughing at it because it yeah. seems ridiculous that you know, not like everybody is denying that this happens, and then they start politicizing it, and then they look at you know, how can we. How can I uh, make this uh, advantageous to us? Mm-hmm. And you know, even the best scientists in the world are d- refuted by other scientists who their agenda is, you know, how can we profit off of this stuff? And it's like, you know, at the end, it's kind of like, all right, well, um, I hope that doesn't happen. And I would like to think that if something like that were about to happen, that we would take it seriously. But yeah, clearly we don't. I don't think we would. I think you would because you, you got all these people out there who believe the Earth is flat to begin with, right? So you're going to have to contest with those people first. Yeah, but even if it's flat and a comet is hurtling towards a flat surface, it's probably going to cause a lot of damage. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying that things that we've been that have been proven to be true uh, over generations and generations are now being questioned by people who don't want to believe. The science behind all. I mean, think about think about COVID, for example, because it's 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 a great parallel. When this thing first started, it's almost comical to to think that we were thinking like, okay, well, this should be over in a couple weeks. You know, we'll be done with this in two or three weeks, and we back to normal. And here we are, you know, into our you know what is it now? Our uh, into our third year of it, and and nothing has nothing has completely come back. So it's like. You know, how much denial are we in when it comes to real serious stuff around the world? You know, you can go back and say, well, you people like, you know, we're denying the communist threat or or they were placing too much uh, credence in the idea that communists were on every corner. We overreacted to some things. 
but underreacted to others. Well, how do you know there weren't communists on every corner? Well, I mean, uh, you know, I was around for some of that Cold War stuff, and I don't remember any communists coming to the house and trying to convert us over to another way of life. Not in my town. Not in yours. <laughs> not in Hamden. Not, not in my neighborhood. That wouldn't You'd, be happening in I don't know a single communist that ever moved into Rehoboth, Massachusetts. So overall, I mean, uh, you know, I, it was we watched it in parts because it was so long. Right. We only had a certain, certain amount of time to watch it, and then we finished the rest up on Friday, on Friday night. And it was almost like, hey, do you want to just fast forward this to see if the world ends or not <laughs> at the end of the movie? Because it would be really interesting. Because I was getting so bored with it. But I get, again, it was that second hour that really kind of revived things a little bit, and uh, and made the movie uh, you know move along, flow a little bit better. If you know, if I, I thought it was yeah. interesting. Uh, and I don't know if anyone caught this because no, I haven't heard anyone talk about it. The end of the movie, and not to spoil, oh, you spoiled quite a lot already. But at the end of the movie. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio is sitting at a dinner table with his uh, with his family mm-hmm. and, and and two other scientists who have tried to you know spread the message. And at the end of it, they're having a conversation about something not related to what is about to happen, mm-hmm. but it's almost as if they're purposely having a conversation to deny what's going to happen. As if you know the denial that's happened this entire movie, uh, you know, culminates in further denial because it's the only way we know how to deal with crisis you know what that's a very interesting takeaway yeah congratulations I, thank Bax. You. that really kind of put the movie into perspective for me to me that's exactly yeah. what they were trying to do they weren't trying to talk about you know what they feel about each other they were having an inane conversation yeah. to ignore what was about to happen it was about stupid little mundane things and what just happened exactly what i told you what was going to happen i told you what just happened and when did it happen a long time ago <laughs> you know what i thought that was an interesting point it's like you know like no yeah. one has talked about that but you know i'm sure that was you know a, a part of what they were trying to accomplish in the film it's like Sometimes, you know, and it doesn't matter what calamity it may be, you know, our defense mechanisms are pretty adept at dealing with things. And sometimes the strongest uh, mechanism we have is denying that there's a problem at all. You know what I watched yesterday? What? Bill and Ted face the music. (laughs) I had to follow it up with something stupid. (laughs) Excellent! Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, see? I watched watched, uh, the entire Mandalorian. I watched... uh, Uh, The entire Mandalorian. (laughs) I watched all of them. Every single one of them. We finally finished Dexter yesterday. I'm not going to ruin that one for you in case you haven't uh, caught on. Does he get away with it? Not really. All right. Uh, and then uh, I watched the director's cut of e- of all three of the Lord of the Rings films. Was and it each like eight one of hours them, long? Each one of them was like four and a half hours each. Because what the hell else was I gonna do? Well, look at you and your t- you're, you're now you're like up to date on the uh, on the TV stuff. Oh yeah, I watched a bunch of uh, dorky stuff like that. I started watching. You know, Game of Thrones a little bit. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, got to the first two seasons of that. I'm like, eh, okay, I think I've had enough. And uh, and now it, well, here's the thing. So we're watching uh, we're watching Bill and Ted's uh, face the music yesterday. Yeah. And uh, my kids are like, hey, that's the girl from Bob's Burgers. 
the uh, one of the characters is the voice of the, the girl at Bob's Burgers. Okay. I'm like, well, there you go. At least you you gained something yeah, out of this movie. At least you, at least you grabbed something out this of it. Was, this was uh, this was the Emmy Award winner or the, or the uh, Oscar Award winner from last year. <laughs> Don't you think? Bill and Ted face the music. Yeah. It's 8:22 with Brock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Oh, thanks, Bax. Uh, one person is dead and a police officer is in the hospital after an officer involved shooting on Genesee Street in Springfield. Now the Detective Bureau is investigating the incident along with the Hamden DA's office. At 8.30 a.m. yesterday, two officers were called to a report of a man who pulled out a knife on another person. Police report that they found the suspect on Genesee Street, but according to Springfield Police, when the officers tried to investigate further, the suspect stabbed one of them in the face. When the suspect attempted to charge the officers again, the, the stabbed officer fired two shots, hitting the suspect. The officer who was stabbed has been hospitalized with serious injuries, and the investigation is uh, underway from the Hamden County District Attorney's Office. So no other, uh, no other details on that. Nearly a dozen people are without a home after a fire on Mill Street in Springfield yesterday afternoon. Took multiple departments to uh, fire departments to extinguish. The department responded to the call for the structure fire at 261 Mill Street around 2 p.m. Eleven people are now displaced and are being assisted by the Red Cross. No injuries reported, and the incident is being investigated. That's like one of those uh, the house fires in the in the winter time. Yeah, yeah, that's you that's know, that's tough. It was, uh, it was pretty damn icy yesterday too. Uh, not as bad as it was last Wednesday, I think. Was that the was, day you fell? No, no. The day I fell was uh, before Christmas. Oh, that's right. That's this, right. Uh, now I'm like, you know, ever since that happened to me, yeah, I look everywhere for ice now. Like I, I'm always like, now I'm looking down. I was expecting grabbing railings. Yeah, I, I was expecting that. Uh, like today would be wicked icy, and I didn't think it was all that bad. To be honest, I mean, considering that. You know, it rained yesterday, and, you know, it was uh, freezing freaking cold. Yeah, freezing cold. R- wicked cold. But that video you posted had almost 10,000 views. Yeah, yeah, very popular. People very, people, people like watching other people get hurt. Well, it's 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 hilarious, uh, to be honest. You know, I got to tell you, I'm pretty damn lucky, because I was healed in about a week mm-hmm. with that thing. Oh, yeah, listen. I had you- a big egg right above my buttock. Oh, jeez! And then uh, it went. The swelling went away, like after a week. Mm-hmm. Is so. the uh, is the uh, the bruising all gone? The bruising, uh, I think, is a little bit of a bruise there, but it's it's fading away. Eh, that's good. Uh, I'm just I'm lucky I didn't hit my head, and I'm lucky I didn't fall at a different spot. Almost ten thousand views, man. That's Isn't that crazy? unbelievable. People love looking at you fall. Well, I'm popular. You are popular, but yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, more importantly, people love looking at people, uh, you know, get hurt. The uh, Southwick Board of Health came close to voting to cease all contact tracing last week and may still do so in the future as Southwick becomes overwhelmed with COVID cases and more cases go underreported. Uh, Board of Health member Gene Nilsson said during the January 6th meeting that there were just way too many people for the town's contact tracer to handle and that the prevalence of at-home tests means that a significant number of COVID cases are going unreported anyway. I just don't think contact tracing is doing anything for us. You know, the problem is you know, most of the people that are getting it now yeah. can't really identify where they got it from. You know, I mean, I'm not sure where I got it from. 
It, you know, it, it just... Well, because here's the thing, though. You're allowed to go everywhere. You can go anywhere you want. Yeah. You could have picked that up from a grocery store. You could have picked it up from somebody here. You could have picked it up anywhere. But you can't tell anymore because the restrictions are have been laxed so much. And even if... I can see their point that what's the difference of contact tracing if you don't know where it's coming from to begin with? I right. mean, I guess you can... Well, you know, like like restaurants aren't uh, you know aren't having you write down your your name and number when you know anymore. Yeah. You know, for a while, they were asking everybody to to write down their names and yeah, but then you had people numbers. who were like, "I'm not doing that. You don't take my number, my name, even though I just put my information into TikTok and all the Chinese government." <laughs> just because I paid with a credit card today yeah, yeah. for my dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, they it, were they were doing that. I never had a call. The only call that I've had so far was from my daughter's dance class which they said right you know when they uh the, the the actually the mother of the other kid contacted me before i got a call from the dance place right right and then uh they just like hey uh you know now there's only there's only two kids in the class and then they sent out the letter Someone has tested positive for COVID <laughs> in your daughter's dance class. And this is going back in October. Right. And uh, we had to test and all that stuff. She was negative, all that good stuff. But it was just funny the way they presented it as if. <laughs> of the two. Yeah. The, of, this, uh, of the two children yeah. in the class, 50% of everybody here has you, tested positive. You know, but I got I to gotta credit. That was before they had the vaccine, too. Yeah. For the, for, my kids had the vaccine. And, uh, you know, but I. I would like to think that in a small room where two kids, one is positive and the other one doesn't get positive, I would come to the conclusion that masks helped that situation. Probably, mask, yeah. You know, my kid, I told, because I told my kid, I'm like, look, you don't, they don't, they're not requiring you to wear the mask. And he's like, well, I don't want the mask. I do. I do want to wear it. Yeah. So I think that helps in a way. Yeah. I, I think contact tracing made more sense before we, before we were, uh, you know, vaccinating people. A motion was made and seconded, and a vote uh, was nearly made for the for f- f- made final for Southwick to cease all contact tracing. When the three member board collectively decided that there could be cases where a municipal contact tracer could be useful and feasible for a single person or small team to conduct, so they almost did away with it, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There you go. I'm trying to find that uh, story I was telling you about. Oh, yeah, here it is. You ready? I'm ready. A Massachusetts liquor store is happy to be reopened after an individual drove through its front door Saturday morning before helping themselves to drinks and food inside. Rapid Liquors in Stoneham delayed its opening Saturday after an individual drove through the store's front doors around 1 a.m. After crashing, the driver of the car walked around the store and drank beer, smoked a cigar, and ate a big bag of chips before the Stoneham police (laughs) arrived and arrested him. (laughs) The, uh, the store wrote on Facebook, oh, we're happy to be back open for base, for business and happy that it occurred overnight while there was no one in the store, so my family and staff are all safe. The uh, Stoneham Police Department did a tremendous job safely apprehending the individual and our local business like Boston Board Up and local service master got us up and running almost at normal time. But how about that? You crash into a store. <laughs> you know what? Right. The bars are probably closed. Right, because most bars are closing at like ten or eleven. Ten or eleven. Now. Uh, listen, I'm here. I'm already in deep doo doo. 
I might as well make the most of it. I mean, the cops are probably going to show up any time, so I might as well have a yeah. drink and there's a there's a small humidor of cigars. Yeah, you might you might as well live it up. You know, it's like that guy a few weeks ago, the dentist that was doing the rails of coke off the line uh, lines of coke off the dashboard of his BMW. Right. You're gonna get caught. You might as well get caught doing it in a, such a grandiose fashion like that. <laughs> Well, you know, hey, listen, sometimes I'm, I think if if you're going to be arrested, if you're yeah. going to go through the the whole thing of uh, you know being indicted and going to a trial or whatever you know, you've done, sometimes going out in a blaze of glory just yeah. makes more sense. At least, at least if you're going to have to go into j- to jail for a while, go in with a good story as opposed to well, why are you in here? I don't even really know. Yeah, but say. Yeah, well, I, I uh, drove my car through a liquor store front uh, front window. I had some drinks and smoked cigars. Everybody yeah. in the cell block yeah. is going to be talking about They're you. Like, oh, you're the guy. You're the guy. We heard about you. You're like a hero in this place. Yeah, man. Welcome. <laughs> The same with the dentist guy. He goes to jail, and they're like, what'd you do? And he's like, well, I was doing rails of coke off the dashboard of my BMW, and I even got charged with texting while driving. Because the... <laughs> We added that on to the all the other charges. Yeah, and hey. again, it's a much better story. Yeah, and you and everyone's gonna tell. Yeah. Hey, tell them the story about how you got in here, and you tell that story all yeah. over again. And you're the most popular guy in the cell block. Well, it was a it was a Tuesday night in Ludlow, and uh, I was feeling a little randy, and I decided to get some nose candy, if you know what I'm saying. I do know what you're saying. And I, uh, yeah, I had drank all the shot specials at the lighthouse, and then I left. I don't know if he was at the way. I don't know. Do we do we know uh, what the guy was drinking? Was it just a beer? Yeah, this this guy in Stoneham uh, was just drinking a beer. See, I would have went all out. I would have been like, you know what? Let me just try to down this bottle of vodka before I go to jail. Right. I, I would look for what's what's the most expensive thing in the store. You know, is it a body of Louis the Sixteenth? A bottle of that? Maybe I'll have that. Or like uh, you know, the Johnny Walker Blue. I uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who uh, who's really into bourbons. Okay, like so much into bourbons that there are these. I don't I don't even know the name of the damn thing, but it's like once a year, the liquor stores get this rare bottle of this stuff, and it's almost like a scavenger hunt. Is it the the Rip Van Winkle stuff? I don't know if it's Rip Van Winkle or not. Yeah, but it's some kind of thing where the bottle retail. You pay like $150 for it, but it's really worth like five grand right? because you have this unique bottle that only X amount of these were made. And I'm trying to think of the name of it. But I'm like, you know what? There, everybody, <clears throat> there's an interest for everybody, isn't there? There is. And, you know, some people are really into that kind of thing. They like yeah. being bourbon snobs. But I got to be honest with you. I'm, I don't, not to say I'm, I'm cheap. But, you know, there's some level of frugality uh, to the way I try to live. If I had to buy bourbon for whatever reason, and my choices are uh, a $12 bottle of bourbon or a $5,000 bottle of bourbon, Mm -hmm. I'll give you three guesses as to which bottle of bourbon I'm going to take. You're not going to take the five grand one? I'm taking the 12. I'll, I'll buy three of the $12 one. And, uh, and and then that'll be enough. Well, uh, I guess you could do that. Because what's really the end game here? To impress other people? If I'm drinking bourbon, I'm not really impressing anybody. 
You know, I uh, years ago that had like this. Is, you know how when you start realizing what's top shelf and what's not, right? You know, so then so then we go to this bar and it was a uh, it was, I don't even remember the name of the place, but it was like it, it was part of the old, um, uh, or at least the the correctional officers used to drink there from the old Auburn prison. Okay, right? and they even had one of these like fake electric chairs in the back where you could put the, the quarter in the machine and watch the dummy get electrocuted. <laughs> it was actually kind of funny. But they had this uh, bar, and they had a ladder that went all the way up to the very, very top shelf. Okay. And it was one bottle out there, and it was Johnny Walker Blue. Oh, yeah, right. Which I guess is like 200 bucks to buy in the store. Right. And then uh, it was like $75 a shot. Yeah, I'm see, like, are you I, out of your freaking mind? That's like, just what, stupid. What, why I mean, would you spend that much money on one shot of booze? Yeah, it, it, depending on uh, where you're buying it, you can uh, get it for as uh, little as one ninety nine, or as much as seven hundred dollars for a bottle. That's like, so it's a seventy five dollar shot of booze. Yeah. If the end game is to feel great after a shot of booze, why not have a shot of booze that's a fraction of the cost? If the end game will still be there. Well, you may say, well, it's smoother and it's the taste. Okay, but well, yeah, once you've finished it, then you've, yeah, then you've finished done. it. That's when it's done. And I, I said to my friend, and I'm like, you're going to drink those, right? And he's like, no, 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 no. You saved that, and uh, that's like worth this collectible kind of money. No. Uh, that's kinda... I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not the kind of, like, I'm the kind of, you know, I could... If my parents bought me a brand new Nintendo set back in 1989 and said, "Don't open this because in 30 years, if you keep it closed, it's, <laughs> it's going to be worth about thirty thousand dollars." Right? I wouldn't have listened to them. I was still would have opened the box no matter what. It's the same thing. Yeah. By the but way, I guess my friend is not an alcoholic. He's more of a connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, vomit tastes the very same off a $10 bottle as, as it does for a $700 bottle. Yeah, I was thinking that too. But I, I really do. Like, there is some level of uh, prestige that goes along with. You know these aged bourbons and things like that. I told you, I I was a Jim Beam guy, right, you know, or a, or an Evan Williams guy, because I'm like you with the, well, what the hell? I'm only going to pay twelve bucks for a bottle. I'm not going to spend seven hundred dollars yeah. for a bottle. Yeah. But I did have one time this Maker's Mark forty six. It was aged forty six years or something like that. That was the one and only time that I actually tasted what people were telling you. Sure. Like, Oh, you, it has very oaky flavor, and it did. It tasted like you were, and it was very smooth, and you could taste. It tasted like you were drinking right out of an old barrel. Oh, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's delicious, but it's <laughs> yeah. impractical. It is impractical, and that's the thing. It's like I would never spend a hundred dollars a bottle yeah. to buy this thing just to say I have it. You know, if if uh, if someone were to buy a shot of that stuff and say, here, try this, I would probably try it. Or like a like a really expensive bottle of wine, and I'd have a, you know an appreciation for it. But I'll be damned if I'm spending $200 on a bottle of wine. I just, you know, it's just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, you uh, don't know, uh, you don't have good taste on your palate. It's bags. not that I don't have good taste. It's just my yeah. wallet doesn't have good taste. That's, I could, I could, I'd be happy to drink that kind of stuff. But I don't, ha it's, you know, you know, I got a budget here. You know, I got, you know, kids in college and stuff. You know, I got a house to pay for. You don't think that goes on different levels, like uh, when like PBR came out with seltzers, like yeah, I'm spending the big bucks now. 
on the refined liquor <laughs> that <laughs> came from PBR. On PBR. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They're 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 finally they're finally putting out the good stuff. Last week, a 41-year-old woman in Houston named uh, Sarah Beam was worried that her 13-year-old son had contracted COVID-19, so she stuffed him in the trunk of her car and drove him to a testing site. Wait a a distance. When she got there, she admitted that the child was in the trunk. She told health officials that she didn't want to catch it, but naturally they were a tad concerned and told her that they couldn't do anything until he was (laughs) placed in the back seat. Security footage shows her letting him out, putting him in the back seat. It's unclear if he was cool with being in the trunk, but it's illegal either way. Yeah, you're not supposed to put people in the trunk. Sarah was charged with felony child endangerment, and a warrant is out for her arrest. The son apparently had tested positive at home, and Sarah was taking him to the site for additional testing. And get this, the testing site was run by a school district, and Sarah was a teacher at that school district. (laughs) She's on administrative leave now. Ah, that's too bad. How can people be so dumb? Well, I, I mean, listen, they gotta, they gotta protect themselves. I guess so, but you're a, you're a teacher. I can't, you know, you kind of like, <laughs> you just assume that because of what people do, that they're a little bit more intelligent than uh, the rest of you, of society. You don't want to assume that. I put teachers up on pedestals. I do because I believe that they are the backbone for our children's education. Right and. Many of them get into the business of being a teacher because they want to help and they want to give back to the community. They want to give the, the kids. Sure. But then, you know, there's always a few bad apples. <laughs> I think in any. Of course there thing. are. Your people, listen, the te- as much as teachers do, they are yeah. as prone to all the silly, you know, nonsense that the rest of us are. It would be even better if she had taught biology. <laughs> <laughs> What do you teach? Uh, biology. Uh, what did you learn? Well, I know that if you keep your kid in a trunk, you won't get COVID. <laughs> Learned that on my own, my own <laughs> research. Smart. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 27. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 13. It is 26 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Thinking about tinting.